think the first thing that I would tell my my grandchildren or my children or anyone uh, is the same thing my grandmother told me. The only thing that time cannot fix is taxes. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that you can reinvent your life. You can build a better tomorrow. You can have a, a great today with the right amount of time, energy, and hard work. The only thing, even if you go very slow and you dig with a spoon, you can eventually dig yourself out of prison with enough time. So in general, think of time as the resource that you should be considering prioritizing and utilizing the most, right? And, and consider where you want to spend that time and why and how you're digging your hole for the future with the time. But know also that there's plenty of it. This is the Better Wealth Podcast with Caleb Williams. Hey, so in today's interview, I got to sit down with Ariel, one of the co-founders of a company called StratiX. And you guys, I'm not a huge fan of, of the market, of like 401ks, of IRAs. I just feel like for most people, they just get crushed in them. They're, they're not putting their money in a place that's actually going to be valuable for them now and in the, in the future. But this is what I'll say. I heard Ariel speak at an event in New York and I was really impressed with what they're doing. They're not even like they're in their second round of getting funding right now. And, but they are going to be, I think they could totally change the game. Like they, they could totally change the game as it relates to helping the average investor better trade. And like, I mean, one of the things that we're, we've uncovered, like even in this conversation is over 80% of the market uses bots and like they've built a platform for the average user to literally be able to get those kind of rates of returns that the hedge funds that the wealthy have been using um, to really profit in Wall Street. So um, I, regardless of where you're at, keep an open mind. Um, I think there's some things that we can learn. She, we talked a little bit about the problems. We talked about um, her journey from being like growing up in poverty to like getting a full ride at Harvard and like ultimately like being a part of an app that could be the next big thing. So I think it's, I think it's really, really interesting. And um, I encourage you if you guys are into to trading or want to learn more um, to check out StratiX, S-T-R-A-T-T-Y-X.com and uh, just continue to follow the journey. Ariel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to set the stage here. I'm I'm really looking forward to this conversation, not only because I think I'm going to feel quite uh, stupid at the end of this of this talk, uh, but also like I heard you speak at in New York and you are doing you are running an app. You're one of the founders of an app called StratiX and you are you guys are leveling the playing field as it relates to investing. And there's a lot of things that we're going to talk about. I'm I'm excited to kind of hear your story because you're you're in, in Harvard. You came up with this idea, so like I think you guys are going to revolutionize the way that we trade. But I also want to go into some of the problems with the stock market that you 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 guys are solving, and then we're going to try to go into we're trying not to go way over my head, but like talk about like different stop losses and uh, futures and and all the kind of what you guys kind of combine with your app. Um, and, and I've just, just from the 10 minutes of talking before I'm like, my mind is blown. So I'm going to do my best to ask good questions. So thank you again for being on here. No, no problem. Thank you again so much for inviting me. Um, so to all the viewers out there, super excited. Um, 
And uh, thank you again so much for hosting me. Absolutely. So why don't you kind of give the origin story? Because, you know, not only are you smart enough to get in Harvard, but you're changing the game as it relates to investing. But like that doesn't happen overnight. How like tell, get, what's what's your background and why are you so passionate about uh, this app? Yeah, for sure. So um, I grew up in Georgia. Uh, and uh, in general, I grew up with not like a lot of money, right? So I was uh, raised with a lot of family members, like grandma was the main caretaker. And uh, I somehow was able to uh, consistently find ways to advance my education and research. And I've always been a person that believed in building wealth for the family and building uh, and building for generations going forward. Right. So I've always mm-hmm. had this mentality. Um, so when I got a full ride to, to Harvard for, edu- for obviously education, I like obviously pursued and then took it. Um, decided to study computer science here uh, and then sort of from there found myself in the finance space. So I worked at mm. the equity partners under uh, like Robert Smith, right? Um, I did Grow to Invest, which is a program at Wharton. I also uh, worked at Goldman Sachs uh, in, their, in their cryptocurrency group, um, working as a quant. And so my background really does sort of lie in a mixture of computation and um, also being able to uh, work within the finance space, right? Um, what about the finance space are, like fascinates you? The, the, the pure notion and idea that, uh, that, that wealth can be sort of built from just the idea of knowledge and bonding the two into an actual asset is, um, is something that I find to be the most interesting and like sort of provocative, if you will. I think that many people that don't have the ability to understand either mixture of the market a lot of the, the dogma and the material surrounding the finance space find themselves uh, at a huge disadvantage, right? So seeing how um, seeing how the two sort of blend together to create returns, which once again, I believe in trying to build wealth, like I believe in the Black Wealth Project, right? Um, to try to help push for generations going forward. So you're you're at you're at Harvard. You're fascinated with finance. Yeah, so I'm at Harvard. I'm I'm going to be a senior this year, almost there. And uh, currently, the, the work that I sort of used to do was I used to actually automate my own personal portfolio with just like a Python schedule or like a bot, right? Um, from there, I then sort of made tools sort of for others. And then started realizing that this is actually a very good idea and that I should probably consider putting a GUI and like some, some documentation around it. And then sort of the idea of the company was born. Um, doing more research into the space after, hmm. after writing code and making code for different types of larger, uh, larger players. Um, and then recognizing that retail investor generally has a negative return on their portfolio. I thought I would be a great idea to maybe take this, this new tool that I've been building anyways and put it right in the middle of the intercept to try to bridge the gap between those that have the tools and those that do not. Like, I think we chatted about this earlier, but 80% of the market is run by bots mm. anyway. So the, the percentage of, of actual people that don't know how to code or don't have bots running to be able to protect their portfolio and or implement strategies are at an extreme disadvantage. Um, so being able to provide them with something is something that really, really stands at the center and the core of our company. Like we really are trying to democratize algorithmic trace. So mm. that's why we put it on a mobile phone. That's why everything on the app is in plain English. 
in general, yeah. if you have to Google something, it's our fault, not yours, right? Like, we want to make the experience of automating your trades or like the experience of experiencing um, algorithmic trading as seamless and as generally uh, as generally mindless as possible, right? But still, still allowing you to learn and be educated. If you have to leave the app to, to learn something, then we're not doing our job, right? Yeah, it's interesting. Someone gave me some feedback on my book. They're like, Caleb, it's really simply written and it's kind of like a fourth grader wrote it. And I actually took that as a comp. I don't know if it was a compliment or not, but I'm like, awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, so I'm like, I'll take that all day long. Here's kind of the next question. I would love to go through the problems first because you and I both know, I mean, we're both, we're on a similar mission. Like your guys' mission as a company is to level the investing playing field. And And it's really exciting that you guys are doing that. And, but like, let's talk about the problems first because I get, I get like, so angry knowing that so many people are misled and you guys can actually articulate it. I mean, mean, the fact that you said 80% of the markets run by bots, it's almost set up to like for us never to win. Let's talk, let's talk about some of the problems. Yeah. I think in general, the the entire quant trading space is around an $18.3 billion space. Um, So in general, the fact that, most people are still manually playing around on Robinhood. Like they're not getting a chunk of that pie at all. Uh, <laughs> even even during even in down even in down protection, there there are simple automations that, that you can use for, for protecting yourself with, with hedging and down protection. Many people are not taking advantage of those things at all. It's because these are a mixture of it's not really accessible and or it's not uh, it's not really accessible in terms of education, right? So being able to break down a lot of those barriers is right. at our core. Um, but the problems, right? So you you said it. There, like most most of the market is run by bots. Most people have a negative return on average. It seems like year by year around seven percent negative, two times worse than the S and P five hundred on average. If they do make a return, which means you should have at least just put it in like a savings account, right? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> a savings account would have been um, better. And the and the and the large players that actually do win are normally winning at a rate. Um, like three times more than the average person, um, mm-hmm. and most of and most hedge funds and or large firms do a lot of their hedging risk and even strategization centering around um, algorithms, right? Like making a trade by like Corona by hand in general, or or not having it planned out if if it goes which way or which or not having some sort of switch trigger is honestly really rare nowadays. <laughs> Like most of the mm-hmm. most of the quote unquote like sales and trading desks nowadays really do center around putting packages together for um, maybe synthetic products or fulfilling orders on um, for for options and things like that. But pure simple like stock trading or not not in our case also crypto right right um, is not without some sort of plan it's not done by the big players not mine. Hmm. So it's like. You're saying that the big players are doing almost all automation and they're not, it's not like they're, they come up with this idea like, oh, we should buy this. It's like, there's some kind of automation built in to where they're just. Yeah. Like there's a plan surrounding most types of trades. Hmm. Like even before some types of, uh, some large banks, even before they put in a trade, they have to run it through some sort of software that tells them what the hedging strategy would be surrounding that in case 
something goes wrong with this? What would be the sort of downside risk with this? And if so, is it is it is it worthwhile considering the percentage wise of what would be the upside risk? Yeah. Why having sometimes having whole conversations, right? Um, but a lot of it nowadays is just kind of like this, and it's proprietary software that they've been making for years because they've been answering these questions themselves. They're like, oh, what happens if something goes on with the, with the trade war, right? right. What happens if um, the moving average ends up crossing this? I think that in general, that may be the best route for us to to exit this or to sell right. all of our shares. Got point. it. Or, you know, so um, being able to give people similar tools and capabilities is what is what we do, right? Okay, so um, the algorithm is only as good as a programmer. So I want to kind of get inside your brain and what in an ideal world is you're building this? Like, what is the strategy to best, perf- like, either get a, the ac- average rate of return or above average as it relates to, like, like what's, what's a good strategy that someone could use? And obviously, they, it would be great to use your app. But, like, what kind of things did you learn in Harvard and in your studies learning about crypto and, and working for these big firms? Like, what kind of things are they doing? So um, I, I don't want to be like quoted on an exact strategy, but in general, things that I've found and or how we've seen in terms of returns is being able to always have a way to be able to get a heartbeat or a pulse on the core and center moving uh, world events surrounding your stock and or your equity share. So for instance, people that have, People that have been trading uh, with similar software um, through Stratiax essentially uh, with Bitcoin have seen sometimes 750% like return, mm-hmm. right? But it's because they identified and they have gone through and thought about what at the core or what at the core of our world right now is actually moving these prices, right? And how can I leverage and take advantage of that? And if I can't, do I believe this is at least going in a positive direction, right? So I think that the idea of holding a stock, if you believe in it, is like a very founded and, and good one, right, to a certain extent. But being able to put in, in the center and core of that, which is something that people don't spend a lot of time doing, is figuring out where the pulse for that equity is hmm. and what it is, right? And once you figure that out, being able to use tools like StratiX, you can honestly test out whichever ones you think will be the pulse. And keep testing them and keep having them run. And when and when you finally actually have the pulse, it'll buy or sell. Like right. So um, that's essentially sort of the strategy that I would look to if uh, or that I would utilize if I were to on the top, on the top of my head. Um, obviously, there's other more formal technical ones. Like obviously, when when the, when it's dropping by like an absurd percent, please just go on ahead and sell it off for the price you bought it at. And then re-enter uh, or buy it again if you if you if you still believe in the in the, in the company, right? It's something really easy to do with like Robinhood or right. platforms. You have a day trading account, and that's and that that would be called a stop loss, right? Yeah, it's called a stop loss. Yeah. Okay. So in, in other words, a stop a stop loss is you can put a like if you own a stock that's hundred bucks, you can put a stop loss if it drops below X 100, 195, it will automatically sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, or you can do similar similar things like smart stop losses, which essentially if it, if something if the price that uh, you bought it at immediately drops, go ahead and protect it downside by on implementing a, like a 2% um, decrease and then to sell it off again. 
right? Which is essentially what we generally have that as like a wraparound for um, interesting for strategies also. Uh, other things that are very important in particular to look at is always uh, we we know that now with StratX, you don't have to scour the news anymore looking for new things to really trade on. Um, but being able to keep a, an eye on the companies that you like uh, in general and where you think they're going and then predicting some of not, not only their actions to be able to trade on as well as people's reactions to things. Right. So like being a person that knows that Airbus and Boeing are the two large players in the, in the, in the actual aviation space, you would have known that when the shares, that when Boeing shares dropped, when the, when the actual crash happened, that it doesn't really matter because they're the two dominant players. So in the end, their prices still ended up like rising again. Thanks. And it rises. And being able to be the person that's like, oh, it's very obvious what's going on in the space. Everyone's reacting very strangely. Let me go on ahead and put some triggers on for this. So when it happens, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Like, right. Yeah. Or maybe also something else that's very interesting is a, a, like opposing hedging is what um, I would like to call it. Essentially, when let's say um, airline stock goes up and like oil prices and then oil prices sort of do like the opposite where things are opposing or like when there's a drought in another part of the world, then the price of oranges will like go up or like somewhere else. Interesting. And you're and you're, you're telling me that your app yeah, you can do opposing like, sectors. Yeah, you, so like if you if the airline, let's say if the marijuana sector actually ends up dropping, but the private like uh, maybe like um, private uh, private maybe commerce or whatever sectors in general are available, like is actually uh, is actually maybe going down. If you want that, if you want there to actually be a trigger to buy or sell based off of opposing sectors, you can. In in your probably ideal world, you do think everyone needs this app. But I can tell you right now, majority of America is just like they don't care about any of this yeah. stuff. So who who is who's like the ideal user for this and how much time does it go into? Because could like could you could you still lose money by just being active? Because there isn't there a stat that says like emotion makes makes people like like that's the biggest problem with the markets is we're emotional. And, um, and so like, who's like ideal and then how much time does it take? Um, because a lot of the people listening to this are believed in this fundamental idea that they are their greatest asset and to invest in things that they really care about and where they can get the highest rate of return, which may mean the markets, but it could be in real estate. It could be investing in themselves or investing in like a Facebook marketing strategy. Yeah, for sure. So in general, I think that just to make sure that I also kind of got the question sorted out, essentially, who's the, who's the average user sort of look like? And in general, yeah. what's the, maybe the best way to get the best out of the, out of the, out of the tool? Yep. Yeah. So an average person would be a person that already has some sort of brokerage account. Like you're allowed to link or bring whatever brokerage. So Coinbase, um, Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, we're getting more ATM links soon. Um, we've been chatting with a few others, so I won't say their names, but we have a large number of uh, brokerages um, and APIs coming soon. That's awesome. Um, so a person that already has some sort of thesis about about a stock or the market, right? So generally a person that would already be reading the Wall Street Journal and try to trade off of these things in general, but could now just have a scour of the web for you. And just do the automation of your trading. That that's incredible. So, so anyone. Yeah. So in general, you have to you have to come in wanting to like wanting to to trade. So you just, and also your strategy can be long term or short term. 
You could hedge yourself again. Okay, so you can you hook up with Robinhood, so you can have yeah. Robinhood and actually connect it with your with your mm-hmm. software. Yeah, you just you wouldn't have, wouldn't have to leave our app to to use it. You just like use two factor authentication and then yeah. Oh wow. That's incredible. Okay, so now how do you guys make money? Um, so essentially we charge for uh, after a certain number of strategies because we have to pay for server space. Yep. So there's like tiers, so there's like the free one, the pro one, and then there's like a large, which essentially is something that we would chat about with day traders and people that yep. more so require a lot of heavy and they're doing this full time and just don't want to code. So we, we, we take the process of having to write code for them and, and turning it into actual screens and interfaces instead um, they can use. And so in general, for, for most users, so they, they can have like the free tier, which in, which as long as you have under 25K uh, in, in the account. Um, and then at the time, you, you would have up to uh, five, five conditions per strategy and then up to seven strategies. So I've been running at all times. And then after that, sort of a token system where you can pay to, to be able to have more strategies um, running on your portfolio from there. And when you say strategies, like are, are the strategies, a lot of what we just talked about, like the, the stop losses, the, the, I think it's so cool that like you can actually connect. Are you telling me that you can connect your app to like Trump's Twitter and he'll tweet something and it will automatically react for you? Yeah. Like if there's things that you just know that you don't want to be subject to and you've seen it happen, such as every time someone asks for ransom for Bitcoin or whenever something negative happens in the Bitcoin space and you have a lot of Bitcoin, just, right? Just spell, right? <laughs> it's not that, it's not yeah, normally, yeah. Uh, it's, it's very much in, intuitive and straightforward and plain English also. But at the same time, it's also extremely helpful because in the, in, in the case where this could have been a, a, an extreme loss situation, you can, you can have it sell. In the case where it ends up want, where it's a where it, it seems like a loss, you can also still re-enter, right? So it's not like right. it's generally no bad end at least for. Okay, so next question. I'm I'm pretty anti 401ks. I I just think I don't know. I I don't think they're serving people super well. Do you, will you guys integrate your software for in like where employees can actually go in? and manage their 401k from there? Is there too many restrictions or what's your thoughts on the 401k and IRA market? So in general, I think that if we decided to chat with that market, we'd probably go directly through their managers, right? So um, we'd go directly through Schwab, we'd go directly through and, and get those like sort of API links, but then also create an actual like bond and or like program with it, right? Because uh there's not a lot of algorithmic trading solutions. And so we want to really be one of the, the, we want to really be the people's algorithmic trading solution. So having sort of packages surrounding that with individual large movers in traditional spaces is also important, important to us. So in terms of that, we don't have anything in the works. So right now, we're just trying to get our formal ground-based product out for launch for retail investors so people can start managing their portfolios on their own. But in the near future, I could totally, uh, I could totally see that being something that we would propose along with just the general API links, which is what we have proposed currently to said companies and whatnot. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see where if someone's like offering that plan for it to be like, hey, listen, if you want to be involved, this is like an option and it makes their 401k plan or IRA plan way more like attractive. When you think about like, you know, the things that you can do uh, and in the, the strategies that you have. So that's really, really amazing. And I'm just, 
yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited that we're getting you on the show because this is pre, I mean, you guys are raising, you guys are in, what is it? You're, you're still raising money to, for the official launch date, so, correct? Uh, we, we closed our round a while back, but you know, we'll be raising again, like very soon. So, but yeah, okay. beta and then launch, but the beta is like now, but beta again, but yeah. Well, and and again, one of the things that I preach a lot is like, we live in the value economy. And you guys, you guys have literally created a platform that if it can do everything that you said that it can do, and I believe you, you guys are going to create millions and billions of dollars of value to, to Americans and people using this. I mean, I'm sure you could use it globally. And, and so like, that's going to be a really, that's going to be a really cool thing. Like it's, I'm really excited for you guys because I, I know that your intent and your heart is in the right place. And, um, I just, again, remember being on the, watching your presentation and being like, wow, I don't think the people in this room know how powerful this could be because one of the things that I'm, you know, that we don't, we're not on a level playing field. Like you, the fact that you can get into trading now and like, you're just so far ahead, like you're just so far behind, but, but you taking that technology and bringing it to, to the average person, you guys are really going to almost be like Robin hood 2.0, which is pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. Kind of maybe like democratizing algorithmic trading. Like, so now you have the ability to trade, but now let's trade well. Right. Yeah, I love it. So anything else that you would add about the stock market, about your beliefs, about how money works, how like, you know, because I want to also get into some other questions, but I, I want to make sure that I'm not missing anything um, as it relates to what you guys are doing and some of the problems. Yeah, for sure. I think um, in general, the mentality that many people have surrounding the space of uh, investing and trading is that maybe the best option for people currently would be something like simply holding or maybe even just following the S&P 500, which to a certain extent and has historically been grounded and validated to a large extent. But I think that many people that take data points from retail investors have never given retail investors the benefit of the doubt of having things like a Stratiax or a computer Yep. That would level the playing field for them, right? To help be able to actually make solid and grounded, educated decisions surrounding the space. Yep. I'm really excited to see what our data points look like over the next six months to see how people with Stratiac versus just holding versus hedge funds versus everyone yep. else end up panning out. Because I have a strong belief that if you put the not only the right retail investors and also the right the right tools in their hands. They the, the, the economy and the market is grounded and founded by humans. They're humans. It, it will work, right? Um, and randomization accounts accounts for that as well, which is essentially what many people like to attribute to the idea of why even holding maybe and also S and P five hundred may be better. But yeah, so I just wanted to sort of chat about that. Like bots are better. Let them help you. Don't be afraid of them. <laughs> Robots are coming. Don't try to fight it. Don't resist it. Just, just, uh, work yeah, with, yeah, work, work with, with it's called collaboration. <laughs> Question What does better wealth mean to you? What does living wealthy mean to you? I think being able to provide for those around you and still go to sleep in a stable home and an environment every night 
is what I consider to be like a happy, wealthy, and sort of uh, enriched life. I um I very much do think that there is a such thing as having too much money, <laughs> um, and that uh, when you have a surplus, it makes sense to put it in spaces and places that will end up making it grow for not you, but the better good, right? Um, so I think that that's like kind of hippie-ish, but that's where my mentality sort of lies surrounding the right, state right. of like and definition of wealth. Right. There, it's there's a lot of wealth in the idea that we can serve people and change their lives. That's that's huge. What's the biggest thing that you've learned being at Harvard? There's no such thing as hard. It's only time consuming. <laughs> I, congratulations getting into that that school, and you, you said you got a full ride. Yeah. That's wow. That's in, that's incredible. I mean, it's one of those things when I when I first was getting ready for college, I didn't think I was even going to get accepted into school, and I did. Um, but I can't imagine being at a Harvard like that's that's pretty surreal yeah it's um i think i'm really far detached from the from the actual admissions day until like i see other students coming in and i'm like oh my gosh that was me once oh. um <laughs> but i think uh in general yeah it's a it's a privilege and i'm extremely blessed uh to to have been able to and still i'm able to attend this university um They've done a lot for me in terms of being able to build myself, my family, my, my, mm-hmm. like, uh, for generations, you know, coming up from multi-generational poverty yep. to now being able to possibly build a wealth pathway for generations to come is something that I think was yep. definitely influenced and pivoted at Harvard for me. Yeah, you, you have an incredible story. And, and, and again, I'm excited to kind of sit back and watch you guys build this and impact people. So the last question I want to end is the legacy question. And it's, it's kind of like, and I don't know if you've thought about this and may, I'm sorry if I catch you off guard, but like, let's say, you know, this is going to be your last day, the last day on, on this earth. And you're with the people that you love the most. What, what things, number one, are you telling them? And number two, like what, what, things are you do would you want to pass on or want them to know about you or what you've learned and you can't take anything else with you it's just that 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 kind of last conversation what does that conversation look like yeah i think the first thing that i would tell my my grandchildren or my children or anyone uh, is the same thing my grandmother told me the only thing that time cannot fix is taxes And what I mean by that is that you can reinvent your life. You can build a better tomorrow. You can have a a great today with the right amount of time, energy, and hard work. The only thing, even if you go very slow and you dig with a spoon, you can eventually dig yourself out of prison with enough time. So in general, think of time as the resource that you should be considering prioritizing and utilizing the most. Right, and, and consider where you want to spend that time and why, and how you're digging your hole for the future with the time. But know also that there's plenty of it. There is time to spend to 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 learn, to love, to work, to be happy, to be sad, to cry. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of what I would center my mentality around. As everything, sometimes sometimes some things are supposed to take a long time even if it's not taking everyone else a long time. Maybe for you, they were. And spend the and the payoff will be greater. Yeah, I think, I think that's number one. Thank you so much for that answer because I think that's really profound. And I do think there's this balance of like, okay, on one hand, like we can like 
say like there's not a lot of time when you think about the grand scheme of things. But then when you really like zoom in, we do have a lot of time. A lot of the time is wasted thinking about stuff that we shouldn't think about or worrying about things that we shouldn't worry about. And um, no, like giving giving us that grace sometimes is is needed. So again, Ariel, thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you for coming on the show. And um, I be, before we leave, I know you have an amazing gift for my audience. And I'm like, so why don't you kind of give them a little bit of what you're offering and then just know that everything that we talk about is going to be in the show notes. So make sure to check out the show notes for the link. Yeah. So essentially, hello, everyone. Uh, StratiX is going to give everyone that views this um, access code to be able to join the private beta. Um, essentially, this essentially entails being able to automate um, as much as you want on your portfolio for free during the private beta and then going uh, from there, having access um, to it early. Right. Uh, so I'm excited to sort of present that. Like, I guess a little blur about Stratiax, we essentially allow you to automate your portfolio on real-world events in real time. So if you're a person that maybe owns uh, Boeing shares and you can see the news and how Boeing's going and has a plane crash and when the price of Boeing stock is also dropping at the same time, I want to sell off my shares, right? So objective and subjective trading, all in plain English from your from your mobile phone. And you can link it to Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, Coinbase if you're a crypto trader. Um, and we're super excited to be working really hard to democratize algorithmic trading for everyone uh, and to educate everyone as much as we possibly can. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. And uh, go make sure to check out uh, the the link and join the beta. And yeah, it'll be awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Everyone grab the code below and throw it, throw it into uh, the email. I'm excited. Thank you so much. Hey, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ariel. I know I learned quite a bit and it's just, it's just really, really fascinating. So, so I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what your, your thoughts are as it relates to the stock market, what your thoughts are of like, what you think about having an app that could, you know, give you the ability to like have bots and, and, and just that technology. Um, and I would also just love to hear what your thoughts are with this interview, because I know it's different than the other kind of interviews that I've done. And one of the things that I just kind of want to end on is it has nothing to do with what we talked about. It has everything to do with um, the answer of time, the importance of time. And the encouragement that I want to give you is we have more time than sometimes we think, and yet we're guaranteed none of it. And so make sure to treasure it, steward it, make sure to spend the time on things that you really love, whether it's your family, whether it's um, whether it's something missional, whether it's whatever it is, like you really, really understand that this is a resource that every day um, we, we lose. Like we don't, we don't get to, like if we don't maximize or use our time wisely, like it's, we never get it back. And um, I just, I'm, you know, and just inspired by that thought. So have an amazing rest of your day, week. I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but um, go and and make someone else's day uh, amazing as well. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. Make sure you press subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or your favorite podcast player.